Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Amen. Let's get our Bibles this morning. We're going to Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Praise God. Brother Gavin, I'm I'm going to be just giving you scriptures as we go. You going to be all right with that, buddy? All right. Amen. Matthew 6, chapter 6, verse 9. Amen. We are uh, here today. Uh, last Sunday of February. Remember, next Sunday is our missions commitment service. Please uh, be praying about those that you will support. Amen. And how you will support. Praise God. We also have a challenge uh, today to, to think about we're sending a new missionary out. Praise be to God. This couple is working hard uh, and we, we need winter next trip. So they're going to be at, at Missions University here in Tennessee uh, uh, next week. And then they'll be going to the Philippines. Do you feel led of the Lord to uh, support and help them on their journeys? You can just simply add it to your offering. Amen. Put their name on it. Praise God. I'm proud of them. Amen. I'll just tell you, I'm proud of them. Amen. Uh, and they're ours. <laughs> Praise be to God. Amen. All right, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. Somebody say deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let's love him today. Hallelujah. Your kingdom, Lord Jesus. Your glory. God, we thank you today that we are on the winning side. We are victorious, Lord, over the enemy. God, and I believe, Lord, today that you've got us. Lord, mercy and grace, so God covers us. Lord, goodness follows us. And we give you praise for it all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. For those of you here that were at Shiloh Wednesday night, you're going to hear uh, some of the same thing. Uh, but I feel like it's relevant to what we're dealing in the spirit realm uh, in the world today. Amen. How many know that the kingdom of God is meant to last and not be destroyed? Hallelujah. Of his kingdom, the Bible said there will be no end. As Isaiah prophesied, unto you a son is born, unto you a son is given, unto you a child is born, unto you a son is given. 
He managed it, said, and on his shoulders would be the government, government and of his kingdom. There will be no end. We worship the king. He's our king. Amen. A lot of people think about church as being religious, a religious institution. We talk about, you know, uh, this denomination, that denomination. We talk about it in that terms. Let me tell you, the kingdom of God is not a denomination. It is not an organization. It is a government. And we talk about authority and working with uh, spiritual uh, things. Well, there's, there's a kingdom that we cannot see where God operates in the heavens. Amen. And we talk about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Now, look at this. Uh, Jesus said we are to pray, what? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's the war today is that there is a heavenly kingdom concept, heavenly culture, heavenly way of living, heavenly wisdom. There is a, a heavenly mindset that comes from heaven to earth. Then there is, on the other side, a darkness, a kingdom of darkness, that, that concepts that comes from beneath. Amen. James talks about a wisdom that comes from above. It is, it is godly. It is pure. And then there's a wisdom that comes from below, and it is devilish. Amen. That's what we're dealing with today is that there's a push from the kingdom of darkness is that this is what you ought to think. This is what you ought to do. Here's, here's what is, uh, this is defined this way. And, 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 and you are to look like this and act like that. But then there is a, a, a culture of the kingdom that he said, I want you to emulate that. We act like the kingdom we're from. We act like we're from the, the country where we are from. I, I, I know that there are different customs and different ways of looking at things, but we are a part of the kingdom of heaven today. Can you give God praise for that? Throughout scripture, that word kingdom is the Greek word basilia, which speaks of a government or a a government or a place where some king resides. You can't have a king, a kingdom without a king. Amen. And his kingdom shall never be destroyed according to Daniel chapter 7. Amen. In scripture, you will find the phrase kingdom of God. You read that where it talks about the kingdom of God. And then you'll find the kingdom of heaven. What is he talking about there? Let's define that just for a few minutes. The kingdom of God speaks about the overall plan of God. From Genesis to Revelation, God has a plan. What year you were born, from your, your birth to your end, God has a plan. From Adam all the way to the final uh, uh, amen of Revelation, God has a plan. It is not uh, that man has a plan. And I know that there's a lot of teaching about dispensation. And I realize that there's teaching that we use to show Scripture the, how it happened. But I want to tell you, God does not, blaze, does not base his plan on man's failure. All right. Come on. Adam's failure didn't stop God's plan. Cain killing his brother didn't stop God's plan. People messing up does not stop God's plan. Can you thank the Lord for that? Because we are a bunch of mess. 
But oh, he has a plan. My thought is, or what, what we've got to do is that we've got to be a part of the kingdom of God, a part of his plan. So how do we do that? We then become a part of the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is not talking about the overall plan of God, but it's talking about where God resides. It's his throne. Earth is his footstool and heaven is his throne, that the writer said. Amen. Mankind lives in a visible, physical realm known as earth. But if you roll back the, the curtain and you can look into the spirit realm, you would find that there is a whole world that we cannot see. And the devil pollutes it by Hollywood. The devil pollutes it by talking about different things about demons and spirit. They don't have a clue what that is. But I will tell you on the other side of this physical visible realm there is an invisible kingdom of heaven where our God resides now he's here and there and everywhere he is both in earth and in heaven he is on this side of the universe and that side of the universe but when we talk about heaven we're talking about where his concepts reside we talk about where the worship resides it is where those angels are standing around the throne crying holy 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 and so you have the kingdom of God which is the overall plan of God but the kingdom of heaven is how he operates it it is how his authority works. It is how his power works. And so what God is saying is said, I want you to be in the kingdom of God plan. And the kingdom of God plan is to bring the kingdom of heaven down here. When we have church, we are bringing the kingdom of heaven down. When you kneel and pray and begin to talk to God, we are bringing the kingdom down. When you fight against the enemy and the adversary of your soul, you are bringing the kingdom of heaven down. When you tell truth, when you could have told a lie. You're bringing the kingdom down. When you walk in honesty and integrity, you're bringing the kingdom down. When your mouth says right things and good things and you're not gossiping and carrying on in a manner that is unbecoming to God, you're bringing the kingdom down. Hallelujah. When you when you work in, in the realm of covenant and you say, Lord, I'm bringing my tithes, not out of obligation, not out of pressure but out of covenant uh, I'm taking the promises of God you said that if I would tithe Lord you're going to prosper me so I'm going to reach into that invisible oh I feel the Holy Ghost in this place I'm going to reach into that invisible realm and I'm going to pull out what God has for me and I am going to do my part here on earth so that heaven can come down heaven we're we're bringing, when you worship, let's bring heaven down. Lift your hands and for a moment, let's bring heaven down. Oh, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Gavin, I've got a couple scriptures. Get ready. Uh, Psalms 103.19. Go ahead and get that and get it put up. When John the Baptist came preaching, the first thing he began to preach, the first message he began to preach was, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven. What is he saying? The government of God, the culture of God is at hand. The psalmist said in 103 and 19, the Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens. And his kingdom ruleth over all. 
Somebody say, God's got this. Hallelujah. All this mess that is going on politically and culturally in our world, he still got it. But let's bring it down to us. Amen. All the mess in your life, all the, the issues and chaos that you're dealing with, what do you do? Well, we go pray. We go worship. We believe. We're bringing the kingdom down into us. We're not here to set up as some, uh, uh, if you ever hear anybody talk about d dominion theology, there are those today that are teaching that we're actually going to set up the heaven on this earth and this earth becomes heaven. I want none of that. Because I can tell you right now, the way my body feels sometimes, this is not heaven. The way that things happen in life, this is not heaven. But I am getting heaven in me, so one day I'll live in heaven for eternity. I said I'm going to have heaven in me so that I can live in heaven for eternity. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. But while I'm here, but while I'm here, Lord, let me be honorable to the king. Let me be under the king. Let me be submitted to him in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, yes, it's worship up and power down. It's sub, a submission up and, and power down. Oh, glory be to God today. The first thing John the Baptist preached was the kingdom of heaven. Here's what Jesus started off his ministry with. From that time, the Bible said Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right close to you. Can I tell somebody today, the kingdom of heaven is real close to you. You may not understand it when you operate in a visible physical realm and we decide to say, I'm going to live in that. Let me tell you, logic will not get you to the promise. Human reasoning will not get you to the promise. As a matter of fact, our world today, our American world has lost its ability to reason, to have common sense and logic, but that certainly won't get it for you. But when you can reach into the kingdom that is at hand, we can pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Jesus so, was so intent about the kingdom. It's the first message that he preached. He gave th 43 parables in scripture and 13 of them have to do with the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew, we find in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 3. Amen. Uh, Gavin, if you'll get that for me. Matthew 18 and 3. Ooh, I'm putting you through the ringer today, Brother Gavin. Thank you very much for helping me. Give Brother Gavin a good hand. You, you, you can't get the kingdom of heaven by wisdom. You cannot get the kingdom of heaven by education. You cannot get the kingdom of heaven by just uh, uh, being a, a smarty. But how do you get the kingdom of heaven? Jesus said, except you be converted and become as what? Woo, simplicity. God looks for simplicity of faith. This is not complicated. I said, this is not complicated. Mallory and Austin, y'all got some of the most beautiful kids. Amen. Do they ever ask for anything? Uh, uh, it's, it's a fair question. Do they? All the time. All the time. Daddy, mama, I want, I need. Amen. They realize where to go. 
And if they can't get it from them, they're going to go over here to the one sitting in front of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just you know, I know, I, I'm going to go find Grandma and Grandpa. Mm-hmm, yeah, you know what it is. Just Sister Bev over there holding a the great-grandchild over there, just saying, I got this, I take care of this. Except you become as a little child, it means I know where to go. Come on. I know who to ask. All right. I know to be persistent. Have you ever told your child no? And it wasn't necessarily a bad thing for them, but you just said no. And then you realize, oh, yes. You gave in. Anybody ever done that? Hallelujah. Well, the Lord teaches us in his word that we are to pray and be like that widow woman that lost everything and was going to the unjust judge. He first didn't answer her, but because of her continual coming, except you come like a child. If I'm going to step into the invisible, I've got to have a simplicity of faith that his word said it and I believe it. I believe it, so I'm going to claim it in Jesus' name. I'm going after it. Amen. I don't have a degree. I don't have a I have to have a, a master's degree in theology, but I just know. He said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Somebody say, as a little child. That's how I'm gonna deal with it. Let's give God praise in this house. As a little child. You think the Lord does not want us to have what the kingdom of heaven has for us, then why would he have us pray? Say this, all promises. All promises. Come on, all promises that are meant for me are for me to have. Woo! Hallelujah. If his word says it for the church, that's mine. It may be for Israel. I don't want to take it out of context. Well, God bless Israel. But this is for the church. Hallelujah. If you don't have the Holy Ghost and you want the Holy Ghost, let me just tell you, there is nothing that will stop it except our own flesh sometimes. We just need to say that promise he said, this promise is unto you. It is unto your children and it is to them that are afar off. I believe he was talking about Medora, Indiana. You have a promise to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. All you have to be is like a little child and say, Daddy, I want, I want, I want, I got to have, I need, Father, I need it. I, I must be filled. Except you come as a little child. If you want to enter into the kingdom. He told Nicodemus what? You must be born again of water and spirit if you want to enter the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody got a, a key ring with a bunch of keys on it? Anybody right now? I, I need it. If you got a key ring with a bunch of... Sister Beth, oh, look at that. My mercy. Come on, Dylan. Bring that up here. I love it. Look at this. Thank you. You can go sit down. I'm going to need these keys. My, my, my. Uh, it took some... There's a lot of stuff on here, key fobs and trinkets and missionaries and yeah, all the stuff right here. Praise God. That's cool. Thank you. Keys. Everybody say keys. keys. Matthew 16, 19. Jesus said to Peter, 
some important words, Matthew 16, 19. Thank you, Lord, for your help today. Oh, my, my. Praise God. All right, you got Matthew 16, 19. Get that up there for me. Hallelujah. How many of you have a lot of keys on, in your life? How many of you on your job? And you, you watch somebody. They got a lot of keys. You know what that means? They got a lot of doors to unlock. Isn't that deep? Got a lot of keys. The Lord said to Peter, I give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of, not God, keys to the kingdom of heaven. I give you the keys to government. Oh, my, 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 my. I give you the keys to government. He did not say, I give you the keys to the kingdom, right? If you have the keys to this church, you can get in the front door. But if you have the keys of this church, you can get in pastor's office, bishop's office. Amen. You, you, you can get in every place. If you got the keys to this church, you only have the key to get in. But if you have the key of this church, you can have the key for every door, everything you need. So he said to Peter, behold, I give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now, why did he say the kingdom of heaven? Because the kingdom of heaven is about connecting to the kingdom of God. I said the kingdom of heaven is about connecting to the kingdom of God. It is about rolling back. I give you the keys to roll back the curtain of the visible so you can reach into the invisible. I give you the keys of the kingdom. Anybody want the keys of the kingdom? Well, he's given to his church. He's given it to us. Let's thank the Lord today. You need peace? Got a key for that. You need strength? I got a key for that. You need hope? Hope. Hey, there's a key for that. You need God to give you a word for your future? Hey, there's a key. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to, should I take that job? Should I not take that job? Well, dear Abby is no longer alive. At least I think so. I know her, her column's out there. And if you don't know who dear, dear Abby is, she is the original influencer. Yeah, isn't that right? Anybody remember Dear Abby? Raise your hand if you ever heard of Dear Abby. Dear Abby was a column in the newspaper where you could go ask her a question and she had answered about relationships and about anything. She would answer. Now you write it today and you might hear from her maybe a month later or you may not even get in on the column. But when you don't have a Dear Abby to ask, there's a key. There's a key. Hallelujah. Thank God. For everything you need, all that you need is the kingdom. Thank you. Thank you. I'll give this back to you. Praise the Lord. God bless Sister Bev. That's a workout every day. <laughs> oh, praise God. All right. Can you put that verse back up? I've given to you the keys of the, king, of the kingdom of heaven. And what does it say? Whatsoever. Whatsoever. Thou shalt bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So he's saying, I'm giving you the key to bind, click, or to loose, unclick. I give you the authority to bind and to loose. 
This is in the context of this particular statement here in Matthew 16. It has to do with the church's authority to deal with things between kingdoms, between the earth and heaven. And if you notice, this is not a carte blanche, just go get whatever you want card. This is whatever is in heaven and it matches what I need on earth, I'm going to bind it. I'm working to get, I am taking that. If it doesn't match with the government of heaven, then I need to release, release, release that and let it go. Can I tell you, there are some things that we ought to nurture, some things that we ought to nurture and take care of. I look at, we got, we got babies everywhere this morning, praise be to God. You, you nurture those babies, don't you? I don't understand a mother's instinct. You, you, you know, it starts real young, the twins and their babies and the nurturing and take care of them and the little little fake pacifiers and the, and the fake bottles and all that kind of stuff. And, and they're taking, it's, it's something is already in them uh, to do that. Amen. And there's a nurturing, but there are some things that you ought to nurture and some things you shouldn't nurture. You shouldn't nurture drama. Amen. Don't let your trauma turn into your drama. Don't allow things in your life, uh, amen, to nurture things that, that, are, but that are built on bitterness, that are built on uh, negativity and doubt and fear. Don't nurture your doubt. Don't nurture. You say, I'm just speaking truth. Well, it's okay to speak truth. Blind Bartimaeus said, I'm blind and I need to see. Okay, I realize that. But I also am going to speak that there's a, a man that is walking by me. If I can get his attention, he can heal my eyes. Amen. That is faith in a nutshell. Yes, I'm in a mess. But I know the one that can get me out. Yes, I need, have a need. Yes, I'm not ignoring my need. But I'm saying I've got a key for that. So I will bind it. Hallelujah. I will bind it in Jesus' name. I will bind it in Jesus' name. Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh, came to this earth for a purpose. There could be no redemption except there be a near kinsman to come and fulfill that redemption. There had to be a connection between heaven and earth in a way that God had never had because he gave to Adam dominion and he doesn't step in unless invited to be a part of that. That's why we pray. But when Jesus Christ, God in flesh, walked among man, then he had access to earth. God had access to earth in a different way. Well, pastor, he can do whatever he wants to. He can come and go as he, yes, he does. But God is always bound to his word. I said, God will not supersede his word. And his word was, I'm putting man on here in the literal, visible, physical world to represent me, to be like me. Okay? He gave authority. And then God will not step in until God hears a man. When the flood came, what did God go looking for? An angel? He went looking for a man. 
Looking for a man. God looks for people to operate in this earth what he wants from heaven. And when Jesus Christ, God, manifested in the flesh, came to this earth, he walked among men in an authority and a power. Did he not? Healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils. He gave to us the example of the kingdom of heaven coming to earth. It was the kingdom of heaven being manifest as Christ on the earth. For Jesus said in Matthew 28 and 18, would you, would you find that? Matthew, Matthew 28, 18 and 19. <clears throat> Praise God. Matthew 28, 18 and 19. Praise God. The kingdom of heaven arrives, brothers and sisters, when God comes to earth in a special way. All right? Matthew 28, 18, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me. How much power? That word power, power there is authority. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. <laughs> Do you see? He is saying, I've got power in heaven. I got power from the homeland brought to this physical land. And now I say to you, go. Therefore, why? I'm going to give you power. Hallelujah. For it was said by Jesus in Acts 1, behold, I give you power. Amen. You're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to give you power. You shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. I am bringing heaven down. And in Acts chapter 2, that fulfillment happened when the Holy Ghost, oh my, get this today. The kingdom of heaven came down and it filled people in a way it had never done before, in a way God's spirit had never operated. Now you and I walk. Amen. It's a kingdom representative and when you show up on the job, you are a kingdom ambassador. When you show up in your house, you are a kingdom ambassador. Therefore, I need the power of Christ to know how to live, to know how to talk, to know how to walk. But he said, I give it unto you. Can you thank God for that today? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I am going to save this other part for another time. Because it got a lot longer way to go than I've already come. I want to tell you today that whatever you're dealing with, pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth, in this situation, in this literal, visible, physical situation. Because there's a war in the heavenlies over what you're dealing with in the earth. And so when we pray, we are reaching into that invisible world and we say, God, would you have your way? Lord, I need heaven to come down. Come down. Today, I was feeling extremely dizzy uh, this morning. I was so dizzy. I almost 
called somebody and said, you need to preach today. I was staggering around, and I had to deliver something over to bishops. He's my spiritual authority and my covering. And I said, I said, Papa, that's what we call him, Papa. Yeah, yeah, y'all can call him all that, but it doesn't matter. He's really our Papa. <laughs> Just saying. I said, would you pray for me? I'm very dizzy. He took his hands, went around my neck, and pulled me to his chest and said, I take authority in the name of Jesus. I will tell you I was still dizzy, but I'm not dizzy now. What, what are you saying? I appealed through order and power. I appealed to my covering. I appealed and I said, oh, would you touch me, Lord? I, I can pray for myself and that's, that, that happens and, and God is blessed. Oh, thank the Lord we can do that. But sometimes you need to call for the elders of the church and let them pray over you and anoint him with oil. So when you come up here and you're being prayed for, what you're saying is I'm appealing through the authority of God's word for what I need. It's not the man. It's not the man. It's the word. Stand to your feet right now. Let's thank God. For kingdom authority that we have. Thank you, Jesus, today. Hallelujah. Well, let's bind some things right now in the spirit. Let's lose some things right now in the spirit. Oh, yes, whatever the word has it on this side, whatever's in the invisible, I'm going to get it in the physical, literal, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There needs to be some rejoicing today. This altar's open for some worship. I said this altar's open today for some worship and thanksgiving and give God praise. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.